Since 2017, the Italian Wine Podcast has exploded, recently hitting 6 million listens. Support us by buying a copy of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 or making a small donation. In return, we'll give you the chance to nominate a guest and even win lunch with Stevie Kim and Professor Attilio Scienza. Find out more at italianwinepodcast.com. Chin chin! to another episode of On The Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Each week, she travels to incredible wine destinations, interviewing some of the Italian wine scene's most interesting personalities, talking about wines, the foods, as well as the incredible travel destinations. Okay, welcome back to Petra Winery. And of course, you know, when you're at a winery, we do do some... Uh, there is some wine tasting involved, so we'll be doing that today. We're back with Jeanette. She is the main lead, um, of course, uh, in charge of the Petra Winery, this estate. And we will be today tasting six wines, three together, which is Hevo Alto and Colle Alfico. Jeanette, would you like to tell us a skinny overview as to how many labels you have? Totally, we are producing six labels. We will all six uh, taste today, and of these six, we have our table, which is already first selection. It's not really our entry level, which is a blend. Then we have four single varietals, and then we have our icon wine, which is Petra, taking the name of the winery, obviously. Okay, so that is definitely your signature wine. Yeah. Right? Okay, so let's go through quickly for our audience who've never tasted Petra wines, the three wines. Okay, let's do it. Hebo is 2021 vintage, and here we wanted to make nice drinking wine, fruity, fresh, with this lightly sapidity, lightly salty, which reminds a little bit the seaside. And it's a blend of uh, Merlot, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Sangiovese. So we wanted to give a little bit of Sangiovese inside this blend in order to have something characterizing from Tuscany. This is the current release in the market. In the market, 2021. And the production here, obviously, is our main production. We are producing about 250,000 bottles. Okay, very good. And what about Alto? Alto instead is uh, the first single varietals we are producing in our winery. Here we have 100% of Sangiovese. So you must know Sangiovese on the seaside is not the same as in uh, the center part of Tuscany. Sangiovese, which is respect to uh, areas like Montalcino or Chianti Classico, a very gentle Sangiovese, so smoother, not so acid. So also for some consumers who never tasted Sangiovese, this could be a good step into this variety. Okay, an ease into Sangiovese, if you will, right? And this is the 2020 vintage. Yes. Okay. And what about the next wine? The next wine, you see the, the color is much darker. It's a bit more purplish, right? Yes, absolutely. And here the name is Colle Alfico. It's the name of the vineyard called Colle Alfico. And here we have 100% of Syrah. So the difference to a French Syrah, for example, where the climate is cooler and you have more pepper, black pepper notes and spiciness. In Suvereto, our Syrah 
is much more fruity, friendly, uh, with a, a wonderful mineral aftertaste. So a very, very balanced wine, which finds already partially in new oak, but it's not too heavy. And so it can fit a little bit to everything, especially for Sierra Lavas, uh, for sure. This is a good option. And so, Jeanette, what are the price points of these wines in Enoteca, for example? So the Hebo really has a very good uh, price relation. Here we are speaking about 12 to 14 euro. Mm-hmm. So really affordable. This is very good value. Absolutely. Our wine. And it can fit a little bit to a whole meal, so uh, you don't need to change wine. Then we have uh, the four single varietals. We have tasted two of them, and they have all the same price point. So also here, really still very reasonable pricing because it's between 22 and 25 euro. When you think uh, that in other regions, already the entry level has mm-hmm. this price category, and here we have really the medium High quality. So what about the production size of the Sangiovese versus Shiraz? Sangiovese and Syrah are small productions. Mm-hmm. It's only to show the potential of these varietals on our territory. So here we have about 12,000 bottles in, uh, for the Sangiovese and the same more or less for the Colelfico Syrah. Instead, uh, the next three wines, the production is a little bit higher because it's our focus in producing Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, and Cap Franc. Okay, great. So let's go on to the next three wines. Fourth wine will be Quercegove, and then the uh, fifth wine will be Potente. Quercegove is Merlot of the 2020 vintage, and Potente is Cabernet Sauvignon, which we've seen. So would you like to tell us about these two wines? Yes, Stevie. Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon in uh, Suvereto and in the Val di Cornia are the most important grape varietals because they give really excellent results. Having a lot of sunshine for the Cabernet Sauvignon, there's a very good maturation. Instead, the Merlot, which is an early ripening grape varietal, at the end, uh, uh, based on the very good soil conditions with a lot of clay, we have fresh and not overpowered Merlot, which is uh, very, very important. So Quercegobe is a vineyard we have visited before. Mm-hmm. With uh, all this Merlot, we have planted in our winery and uh, in the wine cellar, bringing the selection of this Merlot, and we are vinifying this Merlot, not overpowering. So we are not making hard extractions, we are not... Uh, pushing too much with uh, work in the winery in order to get a fine drinking, elegant wine with a wonderful mineral, fresh aftertaste. So it's really well balanced. And a lot of people also who don't like normally Merlot because they say it's a heavy stuff in Petra, the Merlot Quercegobe is really elegant, fine drinking and absolutely suitable for a little bit the whole meal, uh, but in particular to grilled meat, uh, something like this, or some sausages. It's fantastic because it cleans up the mouth after. What would you say the main difference of the Merlot from here, whereas from Bordeaux? Because these are kind of Bordeaux blends, right? So especially the Cab and the Merlot. What is the difference As I told you uh, before, we have completely different soil conditions. This means we have soils which don't develop high acidity. It's not only for uh, uh, climatical reasons that we don't have high acidity in our wines, 
but also for the soil condition. So in Suvereto, the wines have low acidity, but the freshness is coming from this nice salinity, minerality, which is very, very nice in the aftertaste and makes the wines very long. Bordeaux wines have more acidity, so a different expression of several varietals could be Merlot or Cabernet between Bordeaux and coastal part of Toscana. Now let's move on to Cab. Mm-hmm. Okay. Potenti means powerful. I think uh, this is a fantastic name for a Cabernet Sauvignon because Cabernet Sauvignon is powerful. This is his uh, characteristic. And by chance, the hill where Cabernet Sauvignon is grown for Potenti is called the Potenti Hill. So it's also here a single vineyard. Mm-hmm. Wine to Wine Business Forum. Everything you need to get ahead in the world of wine. Supersize your business network. Share business ideas with the biggest voices in the industry. Join us in Verona on November 13 to 14, 2023. Tickets available now at pointwine.net. Cabernet Sauvignon is one of the most late ripening grape varietals. And so it needs time, it needs sun in order to get really ripen and don't have green touches like uh, green peppers or uh, pirazzina, which is something very green. green. We want to bring Cabernet Sauvignon to full maturation and then it's really a fantastic expression of the territory. Both wines, Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon, are vinified with only about 25% new oak in order to show really the expression of our territory of Sugareto. So what would be the food pairing for these wines so far? I mean, we'll leave better to last, but what would you recommend in terms of food pairing? You know, these are wines which have quite a good uh, alcohol content, even yeah, if you... 14.5 for the most part. Yes, part, mm-hmm. but uh, you have tasted the wine, you don't feel mm-hmm. the alcohol because uh, these are wines which are very, very well balanced. So you can start with cold cuts, salami, prosciutto. So uh, yeah. Then uh, we are on the seaside, but we also have hills. So we have wild boar, we have uh, deer, we have also some heavy meat. But for my opinion, because of this wonderful freshness in the aftertaste, sausages, lamb, also fetter things are perfect because the wine, after this kind of uh, heavy uh, meal, they clean up your mouth and you always have clean and uh, fruity aftertaste. So it's obviously salad, maybe not. But yeah, no salad. <laughs> but I know Vittorio Moretti, he often goes hunting. Yes. And he hunts, you know wild boards, for example, and then I guess the entire staff gets to eat it for weeks and weeks and weeks, right? <laughs> it's in the menu, at least. That's great fun. Okay, so we have come to the signature wine, the last wine, which is called Petra. Tell us a little bit more about Petra, this wine, and why it's the signature wine. Petra is the icon wine of our winery, so it should take the name of the winery in order to identify this represents us. And it's funny it is to show the expression of each single varietals. The blends in Tuscany obviously show the best expression of each vintage. You know, every vintage, every season is different. 
So Petra is uh, the complete expression of what is our potential. Vittorio Moretti built a winery with 105 hectares, mm -hmm. but this is the wine he would like to produce. So Petra is what is effectively our production philosophy. Also here, we have a blend. Until a few years ago, the blend was only Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon. Since three years, we put also some Cap Franc inside because the Cap Franc can dominate very well Cabernet Sauvignon, mm -hmm. and uh, so it becomes a more balanced wine, it becomes a more complex wine, but also here, without pushing in the fermentation, in the extraction, because nowadays... People don't want to have any longer these wines, which give you a punch in the face. And you say, wow, but after glass, you don't want any more. This is a wine which is very complex, which uh, is very gentle, already drinkable now. If you open the bottle an hour earlier, even better. But then it's a wine which can last for the next 20, 25 years without any problem, giving you great satisfaction. On but when does it... like? ageability, let's say it's plus 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. But when does it reach, you know, the optimal moment to drink? Because after a while it plateaus, sure. right? It gets better, 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 and then it plateaus. When does that happen? For my opinion, it depends a little bit on the vintage, because if it's more powerful vintage, I guess uh, that seven, eight, nine years would be the best, the mm -hmm. top. If it's a lighter vintage because it rained a little bit more, so we have to step back a feet and uh, maybe some five, six, seven years. So it depends a little bit on the vintage. But for my opinion, I'm a wine collector, mm -hmm. but wine at a certain point has to be drunk. Mm -hmm. It should not last forever in your wine cellar because uh, at a certain time you don't get any longer a satisfaction. It doesn't get any better. Let's just say that, right? So listen, I want to bring to our audience a practical advice. We had Hebo, which is kind of the entry level. It's very affordable. Then we have the signature wine. Okay, so let's put those apart. Those are, we know who the audience might be. The four single varietals, right? Single variety of these wines. And they're similar price points, right? Yeah, same price points. More or less same alcohol, 14, 14.5. If Davide, okay, who is a relatively new wine enthusiast, now he's starting with like Panciacorta. Finally, he likes Panciacorta. And he wants to try the red wines. He wants to approach the red wines. How would you guide them in terms of choosing the right variety? Let's say, as I told you before, for my opinion, the, the Sangiovese is here from the coastal part of Tuscany. It's a much more easy drinking Sangiovese than in the central part of Tuscany. Mm -hmm. So this could be a good starter. But for my opinion, it's a Merlot. Merlot is the wine which is easiest to start. Yeah, it, this is the easiest approach, right, Merlot? I think it's quite nice. Okay, and then what about the Cab, Cabernet Sauvignon, as well as the Potenti? And that was Merlot, and this was Syrah. Maybe, especially the Cab, maybe leave it to last, right? Yes. I think everybody has a different taste, mm -hmm. so everybody can find for sure in this wine something who would like to drink. The Cabernet Sauvignon is 
more powerful, a little bit more harsher, but uh, normally who is into wine loves Cabernet Sauvignon. And uh, then we have the other uh, single varietals which are really pleasant drinking. So there's no wine which is not pleasant drinking because they are not overpowered or so approachable a little bit to large scale of consumers. Uh, so I think uh, everybody can find in the range something. So cool. one last question, Jeanette. How come you didn't do a single varietal Cabernet Franc? Is it because you don't have enough grapes? Or? We have started to put Cabernet Franc into Petra only after uh, about uh, 12 years we mm -hmm. have planted Cabernet Franc because uh, the grapes needed to be at the level of Petra. Mm -hmm. So we have some Cabernet Franc, but having already four single, single varietals, that's enough. Add another, we should eliminate something, so nobody would like to eliminate, and so I don't want to add something new. Okay, well, that's, <laughs> I think that's a good way to end this discussion for now. And it is a wrap with Jeanette Servidir. That's Jeanette right there. She's the general manager for Petra Winery Estate. Until next time. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao. Salute. Salute. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.